Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP episode. I don't know what is it five. Is it five thirteen tonight? Five twelve. I was told there'd be no math. Right. A lot of episodes. Anyway, uh, we are live tonight. Uh, it is Monday, January sixteenth. I'm Lucas. I'm joined tonight by Christian. What up? And uh, Phil. Hi. She doesn't make a buzzing noise. I feel like she should make a buzzing noise, but she doesn't. She does not. No. Twitch in the and house. Then I think Paul might be joining. I don't know. Paul, you here know. somewhere? Yeah, I am, but my camera is not turning on. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Ron. So anyway, Zaldron said that uh, he he just imagines that there's some great conversation that's going on, but we forgot to hit the go live button. And man, that is a definite Not possibility. True. That wasn't true tonight, but I could <laughs> see it. I could definitely see it happening. It's possible. Um, so yeah, yeah I apologize. I apologize for the late start tonight. Uh, my I had uh, other, you know kid things going on and uh it ran late and so i had to to start late and you know i was trying to gather the crew you know with the uh late start so yeah let's just Whatever, face it everyone now. there are more important people in lucas's lives than you jabronis so just suck it up and deal with it well i think my wife would kill me if it's like i was putting this podcast ahead of you know all of them so she, she's oh, I was saint. thinking of your kids, not necessarily your right. wife. Right. Well, both, both, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's a <laughs> saint, as it is that she, you know, puts up with all of this. I'm sure you know we all have a similar story with all that. I think my wife is like, no, yeah, please totally. go down in your basement. I can watch my shows and not have you criticize them. That's true. That's de- definitely paper. have have someone like that well yeah i mean dude you I got guess. that yeah yeah you got that thing in your pad man so yeah how's the new place christian it's the same as it was last week <laughs> actually there there's three fewer desks over there now huh. oh i would think when you're moving in somewhere you'd have more desks they went upstairs Ah, okay. Gotcha. Was there an upstairs, upstairs in the last place? No. That was oh, an apartment. So now there is an upstairs for things to go. That's now cool. there's an upstairs. Yeah. 
got moving up in the world, literally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could always just get more Detos. I think I'm doing Billies now. Ooh, there you go. I have two of them already. Uh-huh. What are the Billies against? Bookcases. They're behind sure. Lucas right now. Yeah, the, the uh, things behind okay. me are Billies. That's gotcha. the same thing that Rob has. So I have Bestas <laughs> upstairs. I'm trying to copy Rob as best I can. Not Destro? Well, you've got too much facial hair here and not enough here. Well, I trimmed it all off. I was close last week, but now okay. I found my trimmer from the move, so now we're back in business. Did you sneeze and it all just came back? No, thankfully. Okay. I'm just assuming your beard just like grows like that. I mean, not really. I just cut it to two inches. We're all good. All right, so tonight in men's grooming habits, what do we got on the agenda? <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, look who finally joined us. Hey, <clears throat> I had to troubleshoot very quickly. Yeah. Good, good job. No, nothing yeah. like troubleshooting on the fly. It's always the best whenever this happens to me because <laughs> then it all like impacts the show overall, whereas... You know, like you can hop in and hop off. Yeah, because I'm not important at all. Oh, crap. You know, I just realized. Thanks. Yeah, no, you're not. I just realized uh, I didn't actually look at the uh, issue that uh, I, apparently whenever someone makes a comment, it dings on the podcast. And I didn't mm. realize this. I, and so... I, I think it's I think it's because you probably have your system audio track up enough and that means any sound in your computer goes into the feed Ooh, i wonder if i switch it that's how you can play sweet tunes okay here let me see here oh is someone like breaking up a bag of ice upstairs in your house nope okay just hearing like thumping yeah it sounds uh, loud there there's tons of people banging yeah okay right, so well, i switched it uh, I switched you guys from system audio to Skype audio, so I don't know if that we'll we'll see if that helps it. So let let me know no if you can guys, hear us. Uh, viewers, if you can hear the ding. Now. They probably or us. They, they probably can't hear anything now. Probably can't hear us thing. now. Yeah, we, we, we you have to. There's a, there's a mixer thing that shows like all these sound right. channels, and one of them is system audio. If you just take that down, it, it'll like no, in I know, but that's what I did. EK. So. So, okay. like, on the mixer thing, the sound levels, I have my mic, right, which is a separate feed. Then I have uh, the Skype audio and system. Yeah, audio. that should be all you need. That should be all you need, Skype audio. Right. So that's what I had had you guys on system audio before, so I switched it over to Skype audio. So they they are confirming they can hear us. So that's at least a step in the right direction. So. Yeah. What's okay. the audio setting that will randomly just, like, Pipe in sounds of Rick eating while we're all talking. That's called Rick being on the show. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the setting. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We, we can all that, hear the same banging. Setting. The, the, uh, so they said that the ding is gone, but the banging is here. So I don't know whoever's banging in the background. <laughs> so. Uh, it's people not involved with this podcast. Sorry. So, Yes. 
We will do our best to annoy all of the listeners uh, with the, the various audio issues. So Yeah. Don't forget to smash that like. <laughs> I think last like uh, last week, whenever you said that, someone smashed the dislike button, which I didn't even realize was still a thing anymore. What? Dang. Yeah. You jerks. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, just telling you. Me Grimlock kick kick like button. Yeah, seriously. What he said. Yeah, so so Zaldron says oh, that man. Uh, if we could get is... him to do that as audio, that'd be great. What? If we could get him to do that audio, that would be phenomenal. I'm sure, we could get him to do sure a cameo or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas knows him personally. Just... He's on Christmas card terms with him. Creative ideas are supposed to be kept below the belt, Phil. Not yeah, There's a lot of things that keep below the belt. Jesus Christ, aliens decrees it. It's a lot of work involved with that. I mean, you know, so just planning uh, and preparation and. Uh. Lucas, this is right here, right now. I hear it. Uh, right. So. Any, anyway, so so yeah, how's the uh, battle at Autobot City going on back there in the background there, Paul? That's think, what the banging is. Yes. It's, yeah. I think uh, I think everyone took a Christmas break, so it's kind of calm right now. There, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So it must be warm because you're wearing short sleeves. Yeah, I'm sure the Tet Offensive is coming any day now. It's like the one random thing you remember from history class. It's just like I don't even know what it is. The Tet Offensive. Yeah. I go to sleep to a lot of history. YouTubers, so yes, know what the Ted Offensive is. So, Phil, by the way, one of our listeners said that they did know who Skip Bayless was. So, you're not the only one. He's not like just some like Lucas. You know this, obviously. I know. I know who he is. Like random, like no name guy. He's very famous. (laughs) To be fair, I still don't know. To, to be fair, in, in certain the, circles, the the Venn diagram. He's more, he's more famous than the dudes we talk about. I right. Okay. That that is that is true. Uh, yes. If you, if you ask the average person on the street, you know, uh, like who's who, Peter Cullen versus who is Skip Bayless? Right. 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 Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say like you know one oh, of the other voice actors like Peter Cullen. They might. Have a chance of knowing. Probably not, though, still. But anyway. They know his characters far more than they know him. Right, yes. right, right. A billion people know who Optimus Prime is. Yeah. 500,000 tops know who Peter Cullen is. Yeah. Anyway. Which so is t- still a shitload. So tonight, our topic is Transformers budgeting. Budgeting for your collection in general. Um, so Ron says he knows who Skip is too. So there, there you go. We, we do have a consensus. It sounds like. Bonus points. If you know who Rick Bayless is. <laughs> I know that one. Yep. That's more of a, somewhat more of a local thing. So good for you guys. I'm glad you know who all these people are. That's, that's Rick super, Bayless super cool. is Skip Bayless's brother and is a, a, uh, internationally renowned chef. Cool. 
See, congrats we, to the we're two just of them. Learning I guess. all kinds of things now. So, you know, tune in next week for our reviews of Top Chef. I don't know what season they're on, but uh, anywho, um, yeah. So we're going to talk about budgeting, uh, collecting budgeting, I guess in general. Uh, I figured that you know, since it's the new year, and you know, a lot of times people have New Year's resolutions. Maybe it might be good to, uh, good to uh, discuss it. Uh, also, I myself, you know, have some additional expenses for other, you know, just random, you know, like things uh, breaking down and, and whatnot. And so I may actually have to start setting a budget myself. So I figured I would have some of the experts on about, uh, you know, budgeting for... For collecting so all right man so let me tell you how this start, is gonna go we're talking about skip bayless he's a hot take artist i want to start with a hot take okay for budgeting in this day and age pre-orders are not your friends in this economy in this in this shipping setup that we have right now in this scenario that we have when it comes to shipping dates and expectations around shipping and the fact that you get charged for your pre-order once it is ready to ship, pre-orders, if you are working on a budget, are not your friends. If only there was a store we knew that took payment up front. Well, that yeah, but there's also a, there's a price for a budget. Yeah, not, yeah, there's a price for, for that. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, this is how this is going to go. Lucas, you are a human being, a, a mortal entity. Christian. Supposedly. Is it, yeah, Christian is an angel who's on your right shoulder. Mm. I am a devil, and I am on the left shoulder. I don't know where Phil is. I think he might be your actual guiding light conscience here. But by the end of this episode, let's see whose influence takes over. I think it will be Christian. So No, 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 no. Peter is the ultimate devil when it comes to oh. purchasing of, of Transformers and blowing through a budget. It doesn't really fit the metaphor, but but yes. No, he's worse than you, Paul. And by worse, I mean he's got more toys than you. Yeah, but he's not on the show. So Yeah, but he has more Starscreams than you. Yeah. I will say, if you ever are considering purchasing something like a transformer toy robot and you like send a note to Peter or, you know, ping him on the, on Facebook or whatever on the group and say, Peter, should I buy this? The answer will always be yes. Not true. Really? Oh, what Christian fill me in. One out of a hundred. He told me not to buy those stupid moon studio Railbots. He knew I wouldn't. He and I have been talking about getting a ride in for years at this point, and he right. knew I wouldn't like them. And he was like, "Christian, you're not going to like these. I know what you collect. Don't buy them." And I bought them anyway. And I hate them. He was right. They're terrible. I don't even have them here anymore. They're with Orson trying to get sold. Like I hate them so much. The end by Christian. That's just the the sweetest song I've heard all year. We'll come back to the idea behind that a little later. Well, I guess the question 
you want to start a budget, Lucas. Do you, which which side of the coin do you want to start with? Well, so here's first my question, right? Is do any of you guys ha- currently have a budget that you are trying to stick to for collecting? Yes. Of course. No. No. I have limits. Do uh, you? Or, uh, yeah. I mean, we all have limits, I, I would say. Do we? Um, yeah, there, there's a final limit. There's a terminal. Like, you, know, you can't. There's a point where you have to go fast enough to be able to escape the the, the gravity of the Earth, and most of us can't get there. Well, you know, for example, there uh, is a prototype uh, Unicron, I guess, right? That's on eBay or something like that, right? And for fifty five hundred dollars, right? Like that's out of my ballpark. Like we're not 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 even a consideration, right? For the budget. yeah, I saw so, someone on the show considering it. <laughs> I was I was considering it. Just because the offer was out there, and I thought that'd be cool, but then I remembered, wait, I could have bought one of these a long time ago, and I didn't give a shit then. It's just that now it was on eBay, and there was like a price tag there, and it like had a certain mystique about it. It's like it's weird. It's illogical. Like I said, I I could have if I wanted one of those, I could have gotten it a while ago. I don't even remember what the price was from the seller. There's probably less than this current one. But the Unicron rigmarole and like mystique has accelerated since those days. So I'm not getting it. But it also makes you really like if if you, I've, I've I'm to the point where like fifty five hundred dollars for a toy is something I will not balk at sometimes. That's not it's not good. Yeah, Mister Flex over here. It's not good. Not a smart thing to do. Yeah, so budget step one, don't do that. (laughs) Well, and I feel like just in general, I I don't know about you guys, but I feel like my budget has went up through the years where, you know, I don't know, whatever, five years ago, something like that, I probably wasn't spending as much on Transformers as what I do or, you know, I don't know. Like maybe it was it was longer than that. I mean, there was definitely a stretch where you know I personally was uh, collecting everything. I was collecting the masterpiece and third party and and mainline, and that's a lot. And so I, I you know I scaled back from that. So I kind of set limits as far as what I was collecting. I know Christian, you're going to hit on that, um, but Ooh, like I never set a financial like oh this is like I'm gonna. I'm going to spin this or I'm going to spin that kind of, uh, kind of thing. So. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple ways you can look at a budget, you know, to me, the healthier way would be to look at, you know, what is your monthly budget overall and, and where do toys fit into that? Now, if there is a month where you've got a, HasLab coming up for sale, you know, and you've got a budget. To me, I kind of dig HasLabs for budgeting because you know the exact date you're going to get charged for that thing. 
So it's it's somewhat easier to budget for that. And this is why I said pre-orders are not your friends because especially lately, pre-orders have been coming in earlier than anticipated. And a lot of folks had December, November and December blow up for them in terms of the number of toys they got charged for and, sh- and shipped out. And this is, this is, you know, in terms of the consumer and the retailer. So, but if you've got an overall budget of like, hey, this is what I can spend per month, then you can factor in a bigger purchase into that. And you can factor in a, all right, you know, this is how much I've got to, you know, you know, this is how much I'm spending on entertainment for the month. This is how much I'm spending on, uh, you know, uh, new clothes, video games, whatever. And this is how much I'm going to spend on toys. And then, you know, you, you take from a couple of the other buckets when, when you know you got a big purchase like a, a HasLab or, you know, there's a convention coming up that you want to attend. Well, I would argue with with some of that stuff that it is... Why? A... I was right. Don't argue with me. <laughs> I was going to say, it, I feel like it is a little predictable. Okay, like, obviously conventions, like, we know when they're going to occur. So you can budget, you know, for that. Um, you know, as far as, um, I guess, the, um, like, mainline, like, we can't we kind of have an idea of, you know, when the various waves are going to hit. Um, so we don't know exactly like, it, you know, there might be something that shows up, you know, in January instead of February or March or something like that. Like where there's like a little bit of movement in between the months for the most part, like, you know, we know that we're going to get, you know, four waves a year or whatever of, of, you know, legacy, and then we're, you know, probably going to get a couple waves of, of studio series for that. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the masterpiece, I think they usually set a dates for that. Like once they announce it, right. And they usually stick to that. This third party is kind of the one that's a little bit unpredictable where it could come at, you know, (laughs) it could come out in three years or it could come out in two months. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in theory you're right, Lucas, but but then I think there's, and this is again where I say pre-orders are not your friends if you want to be on a budget, and Ron pointed this out earlier, like most mainline stuff, now not every mainline, you might miss out on some mainline stuff, but most mainline stuff you can get for a lower price if you're patient, and if you wait. Right. Um, and so then if you want to stretch your budget, there's things that you can do to, to help with that. And that's why pre-orders are not necessarily your friend if you're working on a budget. Also, like, are you a completist? Are you not? Do if you need everything, that... stop doing that. That's mm. that's step two. Don't do that. It's that will do kill your budget. Unless it won't, in which case, more power to you. But if it does, stop it. That's easy. Don't do it. Yeah, you like, don't have to buy everything. Well, you're assuming everyone is destitute and like doesn't have enough money. Some people do want to get the whole line. I'm not assuming so, destitute, but yeah. Okay. I, I would say if you're a completist, then you're probably not so much concerned about budgeting. That's probably true. Well, it actually should be pretty easy to budget if you're completist because you know what's coming out. It's... It's at, at worst twelve new deluxes a year, four per case. But typically they re you know, they recreate certain certain characters. Like they're they're re releasing tarantulas in Legacy Evolution. So there's a figure you don't need again. 
unless you're a packaging yeah. <laughs> completionist. And then that's all. Yeah, there's no budget there. But, like, you can kind of guess how much it's going to cost a year if you want all the toys at, at retail. Right. And it doesn't change. It hasn't changed for the last, like, three years. They've, they've kept it pretty consistent. All right, barring exclusive. Well, that's certainly. But, yeah. you know, your budget has to change with that, too. Because, of course, when in, when everything inflates, everyone's wages go up with it. So it's no problem. You don't really have to adjust much. Or you just go on a diet and eat less calories per day. Christian, that was a joke. Just checking. Didn't yeah. Just, you had a really deadpan at that time. I live in, I yeah, because I live in an alternate world where uh, 9-11 never happened. You know, like, <laughs> when, oh, <laughs> oh, demonetized, sorry. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. All the money we make from this is gone. Yeah, the, now I can't budget it. Now, now we can't pay for our toys. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, if if you every year's a little different. Like if you collect, like I'm a character collector. Some years are heavy on Starscream. Sometimes they're not. Like there hasn't really been any stars ever since MP52. It's like the stuff's pretty easy to get. So sure, I don't I don't really have to budget because I'm not trying to get everything that is in the toy line. And I think that kind of goes back. Mostly what you kind of stated, Lucas, is you, you cut back on what you collected. You you reined it in, and that can also help you with your budget. Yes, that that is truly step one, other than, you know, don't buy $5,500 things and don't do completions. Be focused on what you collect, or don't, but know what you want. That's probably, that's probably better than be focused. It's also tricky if, you know, like I mentioned, it's easy if you're buying current, upcoming, like staying current with the toy line. Yes. If you're like chasing old stuff, that's a whole different story because it's that is a don't, whole other story. You don't know when the unicorn's gonna materialize out of nowhere, and then guess yeah, what? Then ready. and then another one does, and then another one does, like all in the same month, and you've been waiting five years for all three of those things to show up. That's when Peter says, "Just buy it, buy it, buy it," because yes. you may never see it again. Especially if your unicorn is battle unicorn, and then you just get double unicorn action right there. I guess that's true. So I think unicorn squared. What Anna was talking about having a ten thousand dollar budget, like for the year. I don't know. Well, because Zaldron was saying that it's about a thousand dollars for all of mainline. But I thought it was. Oh man, I did that math before I moved. I don't have it anymore. It's is more it, than that. It's more than that with all the exclusives, because I, I think that that's. That. I think that that's kind of the issue, because I, I feel like that the exclusives that there's more of those now than there used to be, and so if you're just looking at what's at retail, um, and not counting exclusives, like I, I think it'd probably be about a thousand, wouldn't it? Roughly. Well, the the deluxes are just twenty five. Yeah. So and that's be... just that's just like that's just like legacy. You know, because if it's stu- right. you're counting you all generations, yeah. count, right. counting everything, you know, like it's yeah. If you're throwing in photo. like Earth Spark slash Cyberverse and Studio Series, now you're you're ratcheting up what what that what that is. And then, are you going to consider, you know, the the retail released MPs in that? Because because you know, I guess that's not mainline per se, but that is that is a retail release. 
But I think that that's like for me personally that I said, okay, I'm, you know, going to stop collecting the masterpiece and I'm only going to focus on, you know, mainline stuff. But then I, I feel like the mainline, it's almost kind of like Marvel Legends where, you know, the the amount is, is somewhat getting out of a hand. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way uh, or not, but uh, it, it seems like it's ramping up a little bit. Like the just the number of figures that we get per year is, is higher than it used to be. Oh, it's a lot higher than it used to be. And they're more expensive than they used to be. Well, yeah. There's like a hundred new Transformers every year. Wow. And as we determined in the chat over over uh, the last week, because I brought up like, hey, did anyone have a new character? Is there top five Transformers for the year? And we're all just like, Catherine was the only one. It's like so. So yeah, of those hundred new transforming toys, there's three actually new Transformers. Maybe maybe five or six. So so of, so kind of maybe hundred and fifty or so. What's that? Maybe about 150. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're talking, like, low... No, 100, 150 new characters. characters. Hey, don't, you, don't you feel like there should be a new character in every wave or something, you know? I kind of do, man. Like, there really I guess should. my studio series wouldn't, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's no story around legacy or whatever, so, like, just do something crazy, you know? Yeah. I guess the junkie, the Junkions is what we're getting. And then we... Yes, that, that is... Because I'll tell you what, like people want Thrash and Twitch because they're new. They want them. Like new character, I mean, whatever they did with those characters, it's good. I mean, I don't, I haven't seen the whole show, so I don't know if Nightshade's cool, but like hopefully, yes. Nightshade is nothing right now. They She's... just got introduced in the last episode, so we got to wait for the next what? group of episodes. Yeah. What is she even going to turn into? We don't know yet. They well, don't have a. They don't have an alt mode yet. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be an interesting thing. Like, what what will we see her alt mode in first, the toy or the cartoon? And she's still sort of in a proto form state. So, will we see her? Uh, will will the toy be of the proto form state? Because it kind of looks like the proto form state on the back of the box. Or is that going to be her, you know, alt mode state? I would assume it's going to be her alt mode state. Cause it's a fictional character, but. They do use they, them pronouns, not she, her pronouns. Ah, you're right. I apologize for that. And that is a point that, that the show does specify. So, um, yeah, Nightshade is uh, Nightshade's a cool-looking character, and I hope they uh, they do good on the toy, because Twitch is... Not terrible, not good. Not th what the show is about. Right, right. I got some QC issues. Not great, Twitch. not terrible. Right. Things but I, I, I think that that kind in. of does, you know, kind of add into some of the budget stuff because, you know, as far as, you know, for the most part, I try not to collect those, uh, the Cyberverse Deluxes, uh, you know, that you guys got into. I, I did end up getting a few, um, you know, for, uh, you know, I kind of said, oh, it's for the kids and, and whatever, and I gave it to them and then they didn't care about it, but. And then I think I sold them to Anna. But. So. Yeah, that's that goes along with focus or at least know yourself. And that's that's the point I wanted to come back to with my train bots. I don't like Masterpiece Transformers. I don't like overly complicated 
Transformers. Those Moon Studio train bots are both of those things. And I got so caught up in trying to get a ride in that wasn't, you know, the official MP because you know those were way too expensive. I was like, I'll just get these and it'll be fine. It was not fine. But you know what? I actually do enjoy the official ones. Those are labeled masterpiece, but they're really more Generation Z and they're just really expensive and I have to eat it. I've got to put that in my budget somewhere. I don't think yes, you have to eat it, Christian. That's true. I sent them away to a different state in hopes that they would sell, and they didn't. But maybe they'll sell next time because they need to get – they needed to be out of my house. I was so mad at them. Like they look well, I, I pretty – they look like they eat. shouldn't be complicated, but like Paul texted. I don't know if you can see it on the, the stream. He put a, a text message in his window that said, know thyself. And that's true. Know what you like. Know what you want to collect. And if that sometimes is, you know, a Cyberverse or a Spark Deluxe like Twitch or Thunderhound, you're like, I'm going to try that out. Go ahead. But don't commit to, you know, $600 combiners when you know you don't like those things. Well, Christian, going back to uh, Phil's point about uh, how hard it is month by month to plan around yeah. pre-orders. So you've been doing this budgeting for a while now. So my question with that is, how do you handle that? Okay, so how it, how it works out in the real world versus how I'm trying to handle it are two different things, but they're getting closer. But a couple years ago, I decided that I really needed to start tracking how much I was spending on this album because I feel like it was a lot, but I didn't know. I was just, you know, looking at my current bank statements or credit card account and saying, do I have enough for this thing right now? And if the answer was yes, I'd go get it just on a whim, you know, yay. And so once I started tracking, I was like, wow, that's actually quite a bit. That's the first year I just tracked my normal behavior, I didn't worry about budgeting, just I wanted to see what it was. And I found out. So the next year, I put myself on a budget. I did not make it, but I did spend less. And then the third year was last year. I increased the budget because I got a little bit of a better job and things got more expensive. So again, trying to trying to maintain it. But the, the key thing that I do Two, there's two things that I do. I keep my toy money separate from the rest of my money. I have a separate checking account at a separate place with a separate card, and it auto-drafts from my paychecks every time I get paid. It's just a set amount. Every week I get paid weekly, and it just goes boop, 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 and it just is my toy money. Mm-hmm. And in theory, that's what I stick to. To Phil's point about shipping things being crazy now, sometimes that doesn't work and sometimes you shift it over to a credit card and you get in trouble. But my effort is to just spend what I have allocated, what is auto-drafting, what is set. That's a cool plan. My thought is is that like you almost kind of have to do it in more like three-month chunks rather than like one month because of that unknown. And, and that's, that's where to me, I would feel like, I don't think I would be like, all right, this month's like great. Like, you know, I'm under budget. So I'm going to go treat myself and, you know, go to the chosen prime and pick up, 
you know, whatever it yep. may be like that. That's where to me, I, I feel like that I would still be like, even if I was under budget to say, okay, well, I know, you know, that coming in the next couple, you know, few months or whatever, the second half of the year, it's going to be worse. So. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's probably better to, to do it that way than monthly, but that's just how my mind works. Right, right. But within a three-month time span, like you're saying, you're bound to get a wave of whichever of the main line you're collecting, or both. Um, unless it's the middle of the year last year between Legacy Wave 1 and 2, but that's not normal. There's bound to be an exclusive or two in there. There's bound to be something that you're after in there, maybe third party. Yeah, three months seems like a good... Good budgeting strategy. Can I add a suggestion onto that? Sure. Throw in an emergency fund, for lack of a better term, on top of that would be an idea I have. Couple good ideas. Number one, um, give yourself a little bit of buffer for when things ship early or things don't ship on time. Number two, there's going to be stuff that you don't expect that you're going to want. Number three, things are going to go on sale and you're going to find a deal on something that you're going to want that is kind of going to be a hard deal to pass up. Now, I'm not saying buy everything that's on sale just because it's a deal, but that's a whole thing that I'm a fan of is stretch your budget. You know, and, and Ron was mentioning this in, in the chat of just like wait till stuff goes on clearance now I, I get it there are certain figures that you might say i want this thing right out of the gate i will pre-order point blank because boy howdy i don't want to miss out on that dude i will pre-order breakdown because i want a full complete menasaur um but there's a lot of the other figures in the line that okay i can wait i can be patient nick really loved the new legacy armada starscream one of his top five toys of the year. I think that's a cool looking toy. I don't need to pay full price for it. I don't actually kind of need the toy at all. I want it, but I don't need it for my collection. So if I can wait till he drops, you know, to, to maybe somewhere around 50% off, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm really happy to pick up that toy at that price. Um, you know, I just jumped off screen because I wanted to go grab this toy right here. MP 52 plus, um, Paul, remind me, is this Skywarp or no, this is Thundercracker, correct? That is correct. Yep, yep, yep. The only reason I have this toy, and I haven't even gotten around to opening it yet, the only reason I have that toy is because he went like 40% off on Pulse over the summer. I think it's a cool toy. I'm excited to open it. The fact that I haven't opened it yet means maybe, it should, means maybe I shouldn't have bought it. Um, but MP toys just take me a while to open because they take a while. Um, uh, you know, just, just, but like wait for sales for stuff. If you want to stretch your budget, wait for sales. And that's why I think it's important to have that sort of additional like 20% in your budget built in for sales and for unexpected releases that you're like, Oh crap. Didn't know this was coming. Here we go. Let's, let's jump on this holiday prime, you know, bandwagon right here. Hmm. I don't necessarily believe in sales. Okay. Like, like, well, neither do I, but I, I want to know why you. Don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually the same way, but yeah, I keep go on. You're probably the same as me, Christian. I think I'm the same as you. I used to get in a lot of trouble 
buying stuff on sale because like oh it's on sale it's such a deal i should get it but you know what happens when you buy something on sale you still spend that money if it's not something that you really wanted now you have spent extra money and gone over budget there's a point to be had about the 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 slush fund i'm going to call it phil to for shipping early or unexpected ones you know that that's definitely good i got myself in trouble with sales I mean, it happens all the time. That, that's the whole like model for Kohl's. Like everything, if you pay full, full price for something at Kohl's, you're doing it very wrong. Um, you know, because they, they entice people with having things on sale all the time. But I, I, and, and I've talked to you guys about this and you guys have a different methodology and you're thinking of this. I have toys tiered out in my mind. I have my A level toys that is like, need this, not need, want this, really want this, going to get this with the pre-order. Again, just gave you a couple examples there. And then I have the figures that I'm just like, you know what? This is a cool toy. I'd like to pick it up. I don't want to pay full price for it. And I can wait till I get on sale. Like I got, I just got, you know, recently, you know, Legacy Blitzwing. I was really lackluster on this toy because the alt modes are meh, in my opinion. When I got them on a really good price, a really good deal. Thank you, Paul. Um, And I'm really glad I did because this toy in hand Alt mode still suck, but the bot mode is fantastic. So, you know, again, like, this is why I kind of, like, tear things out in my brain. Because, like, the B-level, C-level toys, all right, I'll, I'll pick those up when they're when they're 20% off, when Target sends out a coupon or something like that. And then, like, the C-level, D-level toys, like, all right, you know what? I'm going to wait till this pops up on clearance, you know, or, or wait till there's some really good reviews about it. You know, Legacy Bulkhead, didn't want it. Didn't want to get Legacy Bulkhead. You guys did a really, really nice review on it. Said it was a great toy. He went on stupid cheap sales, you know, throughout the year. So was able to get him, got a really cool toy at a really cool price. So that that's that's part of my methodology. Again, it's being proactive around sales versus reactive around sales. You're, you're thinking with things, Christian, as being a bit reactive around sales. My suggestion is to be proactive. And this is where I came back, come back to the idea of, the MPG uh, Raiden figures, I have a suspicion that, well, I shouldn't say suspicion. I have, I have, I have both a suspicion and a hope that g- those will go on sale through Pulse in the summer like they did their big sale uh, last year. And, you know, if they don't, I don't, I'm not going to miss out on them too much. Um, and the other thing, too, is like if you have tiered out lists, guess what? People need to sell their toys. And you can be in a Facebook group and say, hey, this guy's selling all those train bots and he's selling them for 20% below retail. They've been opened, but all the pictures make them look like they're in good shape. This, the seller's got uh, a good track record. I'm going to pick them up from for a cheaper price. And again, that's being proactive around the toys that you want and, and the, the price that you're willing to pay for. Cause even toys that I really, really want, I don't necessarily want to pay what the full price is. Like I, I, I love the Titans figures. I don't think I've paid full price for a Titan figure in, in maybe since Metroplex. Um, because guess what? They all went on pretty big discounts around Black Friday, Cyber Monday. The Scorponok go on clearance? He did not. He did not. He was he was a COVID. Uh, so you're right. I paid full price for him. I didn't pay over, but I paid full price for Scorponok. That was like a weird COVID shipping shenanigans. So... 
I somewhat agree with Christian. You know, part of the my thing is is I mean, to be honest, I feel like I already have enough Transformers. Like, I don't feel like like I actually need more Transformers, right? So, to me, I am constantly trying to come up with ways to only buy the things that I really, really like. And so, if there's something I really, really like, like, I want it, you know, like, I'm not going to wait for months to hope that it goes on sale at some point. And so that's, that's the thing, you know, for me is, is that I'm kind of similar to Christian where, um, you know, I used to participate in the black Friday sales all the time, like a big bad with a lot of these. And, and I can tell you that almost a hundred percent, if, if not a hundred percent of those figures that I purchased on sale, I ended up turning around and selling them at yep. TFCon, you know, TF Expo, wherever it may be. Like they did not stay in my collection. I there, I don't know. There may be, I I'm sure that I could probably find one figure that I held on to, but for the most, you part, know what, yeah. you know why these toys go on sale, right? Because <laughs> people don't want them. Yeah. Exactly. That's the only reason. Because they're inflationary by nature, just by the limited nature of what they are. So the only reason, like, it costs X amount to get the figure, and if you sell this stuff, you know that if you if you have something that's not moving, the way you get it to move is you drop the price until, you know, people can't resist, and then they get it. Yeah, but we're also part of a fan. We are members of a fandom. We are the some of the most knowledgeable members of this fandom. We're on a freaking podcast just about every week about this this hobby. So there are things that we want that your average Tom, Dick, and Harry walking into a store ain't going to give a flying bleep about. So... We've got a skewed sure. perspective on things. And and my sentiment is that, you know, there are figures, again, that, that you know, will likely come down in price that I still will want to get. And I just want to be patient on. And this is where it comes to stretching your budget. That's also right. risky. You know, like, it, it, it can't... It, these days, it, it doesn't really. You can do that more. We're in a we're in a period. We're like on a down slope right now. I feel like, and um, you, we're we're in a position where things don't sell out, like like they did a little bit. Ago. Certain things do though. Anyone that thinks they're going to get those stunicons at retail, you're out of your minds. You're, 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 it's out of your minds. Like that is those things get snatched up so quick because people want them. And Christian, you can mute yourself because I can hear that clicking and it's going to kill me. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, man. Still. Oh, you. oh, Mr. Mr. Background Noise over here Listen, talking about. You, you're gonna you're gonna get on me about background noise. I'm gonna get on you because I I just couldn't take it anymore. And I heard it I heard it the other night too, and uh, just like it's like intermittent clicking it hurts my head, and I can't be the only one. I'm trying to make a beast box. It's not going well. Mm. It does sound like it has meaty ratchets. Like those are, it has zero ratchets, so I'm not sure what you're hearing. Then, I mean, oh, man, it was like every seven to eight seconds. Anyways, where were we? 
Yeah, it does pick it up though a little bit, Christian. Mm. So, so Paul, why don't you like sales? Like you had mentioned, is, is it the same oh, reason that we just, mentioned, or something? No, no, it it was more of a joke because it's from the other side. Like I don't like, oh, I don't, I don't sell stuff for for, I, I don't discount stuff. It's just sort of my, I sell a lot of stuff and I don't, I don't drop the price. Very rare that I would do something called a sale. It's just, I just feel like there's more creative ways to get someone to sell something than just to change the price that's the easy way out i think i'm still damaged from the time paul that you were mentioning stuff did sell out fairly regularly yeah we we're, we're, i don't know when that was necessarily i can't put a put a pin on it Earth, but... it was it was earthrise okay cool was, so that was like maybe two three years ago it kind of goes into five year 2020 wait so my philosophy, and it's no. probably not a great philosophy, but it's the one I go by. It's probably similar to the one Lucas goes by. That if I don't like it enough to pay full price for it, then I shouldn't be buying it. If I can get a sale, it's fantastic. I managed to get the last wave of BotBots on sale because Movies Unlimited Deep Discount put them on sale with, instantly when they came out. That was cool. But that's more the exception rather than the rule. Like I'd, I'd rather pay full price and have it and secure it than try and gamble on a sale to save you know, five bucks well, well that's an interesting that's an interesting situation because like it's the it's the end of a line and it's like wasn't really geared towards the main it's like a whole new market yeah and it was ending so i think they underproduced also no one wants it when i say no one i'm saying like you know the majority yeah, of people it. that they're maybe trying to get to buy it you no, are it, one of the few has... 10 years Please. people are going to be wanting bot bots I know. I should hold on to my extras this time. Well, I mean, Pop-Pots is separate anyway. I mean, I think that if uh, there's a way to actually get them into the regular retail stores, I do think that they would sell. I think that... They did last time. Um, yeah, I mean, kids kids like them and, and all that, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, the philosophy I have is if I if I don't like it enough to pay full price for it, then I shouldn't have it. Well, that and makes you've sense. Been doing, it does. And you've been doing this long enough. And I think we all have, at least I like to think this, like, I feel like, again, know thyself. I know what I'm going to like and not going to like. Yep. Like 99% of the time, I'm not going to be surprised. I just kind of know what to expect. Like, Oh, I'm going to get that tarn because I'm going to like it. I just know I'm going to. One of the few was, was this, I was like, Oh, this is actually bad. This Earthrise, the Earth Spark Deluxe. I looked at it. I liked the character. I liked the alt mode. I looked at the toy. I was like, I'm not gonna like that very much. Yeah, I still got it anyways. Kind of knowing, but like it's kind of worse than I thought. So, but it helps. Sometimes just, that's what happens. I, I think For it just takes. Listening, it was Earth Spark Deluxe Megatron. Yeah, it was. I think it takes a few years to get to the point where you do know yourself, where you can streamline what you can figure out what you like, what you don't like. And there might be phases of that as you start to meet other people. And you're like, oh, they like that. And you, you you know, respect that person's opinion. You might change your own a little bit. Yep. But you don't need everything. And if you jump in thinking you need everything, you're definitely going to have to budget. I mean, the budgeting is to stop you from getting everything. It's to make you think about what you actually want. But if you know... My brain works a little bit differently than that. And there are times where 
I will see a toy and I will see production pictures of a toy and like, meh, not too excited about this. And then I'll see a review or, or Christian, you had one of the uh, studio series Bumblebee Seekers in your, in your room at TFCon. I was like, Oh, it looks good. You see it in person and suddenly it's just like, Oh, that that's, I get a, 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 you know, you know, more, uh, you know, just, just, just a more hype reaction for something than, than the production pictures generate for me. So yeah, that, that's why I kind of want to tear things out. And sometimes there are characters that I do want, but I don't want to pay the full price for. And and so what's his, oh, gosh, dang it. The, um, uh, the lost light Decepticon guy. Cyclonus. No, no, no. He was part of the scavengers. Um, just came out in Legacy. Um, Brock. Crankcase. Skids mold. Crankcase. Crankcase. I kind of want to get him to have that character. I don't really want the, the toy. You guys have vouched for the toy. It's a better toy than it kind of looks. Um, and, and that's one I've got flagged on Amazon for, hey, once this goes on sale, I'll, I'll probably pick it up. And that's, you know, again, that's a tier B toy slash, you know, character for me. Now that you've explained that, that does make sense to me. I don't think it's something I could do. Just that's how my version of this works. But it does make sense. And I'm glad you can do it. And I hope others can do it. And, And my methodology for this is I have a shopping list set up on Amazon. And I check that maybe once a day, every couple days, especially when you get closer to the holidays and stuff's more on sale. You're like, all right, cool. This is now at a price that I, I feel comfortable paying for it. And a lot of that stuff here, the thing is, is that if I don't ever get it, I kind of don't feel like I missed out that much. Um, you know, and maybe that does mean I need to cut back on my spending, but I, I've been, I'd say the the success rate, the hit rate on that is more often than not that I have been happy with the toy that I've picked up from doing something like that than I have when, um, you know, with with the stuff that I've picked up, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, now I can see why this toy went on clearance. I mean, I I can't do it. My, my FOMO is too severe, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think that there's a fair amount of toys in, in legacy where I didn't really know whether or not I would like it, you know? Um, I, I, I don't know. Like there, there's, there's a fair amount just because we're getting, you know, these those G one ified characters from other universes where you, it's hard to tell whether or not you're actually like them or not. You know, like bulkhead is a good example of that. So, or override, you know, several of those kind of ones where it's like, Oh, am I really going to like this? If it's override, yeah. That's crazy. I'm still not convinced. Override, I kind of want to like see someone who's got it and like mess with theirs because I do. She's so good. Get her before she evaporates. Yeah. Both both of those are are like on clearance. Yeah. All across. You need to hurry on override. Okay. Yeah. I've seen it as low as eleven dollars. It's crazy. I don't. I don't make it out to Walmart's too often. Well, I thought, I mean, She's it's like, like someone posted a photo. Of, I didn't. Oh, okay. I saw. 
Well, they all those became um, Haller and um, yeah, Override are um, twenty five dollars. They have been like store wide, like franchise. Yeah, Haller Haller is definitely gone on sale. Yeah, if you're thinking about Override, go ahead and get her. She's very good, and she's going to evaporate and be gone and be in demand later. Yeah, just blows my mind. That's such a clear like going to be worth. Like everyone's oh, yeah. going to want that toy. Why don't they get it right now? <laughs> Why? She's fantastic. They're snoozing. The only, the only way it doesn't work is if they do the Dark Nitro Convoy, which that's a whole other thing. See, but here's my, here's where I come back to about Override, is that we are, we are at the upper end of collecting. Like for us, Override is an important character. You know, most folks walking down the toy aisle, it's like, ah, it's a red and white car. Sure, but the collectors will grow over time, and they're going to want that thing. It is so uh, painfully obvious. It's like seen green it, Seen it 300 times. Mm, yeah. Greenlight's green a good example of that, where you're like, you know, there's just not a lot of other green lights out there. So, you know, even though no one, you know, the average person doesn't know who it is, like, you know, if you want a green light in your collection, you got to get that one. So crazy. That was that was pretty wild. I can't tell you how many of those I had at one point. Not I didn't know it was gonna become a five hundred dollar toy. That really got out of hand. It's still, still out of it's hand. still out of hand. It's, it's like crazy. on planet, it's on the moon. That, yeah, that was ridiculous. I keep asking. Well, that's so, why that's why, why you make sure you budget those in. Right. Well, but this goes against what Phil has kind of been saying, or maybe it goes along, like sometimes you need to just pay full price well, if sure you want it. Phil, which, someone like Phil, as savvy as he is, would have seen that green lights, that's the only one there is. I bet he got her at full price. No, no. dude. That one, no one no. saw that one coming. It was, it was available on Amazon.com. You could have bought a hundred of them at a time. No one did. No one. No, they were, dude. They were up yeah. for the long. They were the longest. They were up exclusive. For a really long time. It's just so That's hilarious. The stuff that I mean, go back a hundred episodes. You can hear me harping on the Earthrise stuff pe- that people were missing out on. The, you know, the Seekers and the the Iron High Prowl thing and the whatever and the whatever. It's like, guys, those were up for months. You could order them. Some people did have their orders canceled. That, again, I said that back then. Probably listen to me say the exact same things. Anyway. Exclusives are a little bit different than mainline. Make sure you budget for those. Right, right. All right, I just exclusive reissues. Probably <laughs> no one cares. You're probably all fine. See, there you go. I just, I just. Or, I bet that came out of your slush bucks. fund too. Didn't, Who was didn't it? Was it Ron. Uh, yeah, Ron. Ron just said she's 25 bucks on Walmart right now. I got her for pickup at a, a store that's on my drive home from work, so I don't even have to pay shipping. So, all right. And oh, this boy. is. Probably why I don't have a budget because I will make stupid choices like this. Well, we just peer pressure you into doing it. So mm. if you want to budget, I, I trust you guys. Don't you have friends with a toy. And ultimately, I, I that's my thing is I like good toys. There's times where I like have toys of characters I'm not the biggest fan of, but like, oh, this is a good toy. Uh, like well, this one. I wish you know I wish you had a cyber key. Phil. <laughs> 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 But, you know, it's still pretty cool. 
right. Is there any other toys, Phil, that you haven't purchased that uh, we can try to uh, get you to buy? What What else is on I mean, your in baby the, list? In the last twelve months, the show has got me to buy Bulkhead, which I've been happy about. Yep. This show has got me to buy Ironhide, which I've been happy about. I'm just like looking down at my recent acquisitions, and now you got me to buy Override. So, what, so you're two about, for two so far. What, what about this Megatron? Oh, oh dude, TM2 Megatron. Megatron? Hand. Huh? So that's a toy I'll buy on sale. Ooh, I don't know, man. That may not be. Well, it's coming. It's getting yours to say. Oh, yeah. is it getting repackaged? Yeah, yeah. yeah evolution, one of evolution leaders. Yeah, evolution is bringing back like I have all the latest leaders. Blitzwing, that son of a bitch right here behind me. Um, the perfect effects, uh, uh, transmetal two Megatron, and that thing is. I did like when I had his Cryotech. Well, you were wrong. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine has a good point. She says if you already if you had to budget, just put the money away when you pre order and so then you know how much it's gonna be. You just don't Rob does in, that. So save it. Yeah. That's a fair practice. That's that's yeah. the smart thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. smart to put it in another account like you're doing, Christian, so it, right. you don't have to think about it every time you look at the to balance. Yeah. So I think I'm Christian. halfway in between. I just don't I don't stash it for later. I just feed it consistently. Christian, you and Lucas have both mentioned something and and I know all four of us do this. Um are there things you do to increase your budget for toys? What, are you talking about Donanomics? No, I mean, if you I guess Don was off by the time you got here. Anyway, it's no, a long term. You don't know about Donanomics? I didn't know about Donanomics. No, I didn't know that. Oh, man. It's classic. It's, it's creative accounting, essentially. Classic transformerism. But yeah. Right there. Uh, typically, if I sell something that goes into the toy budget, uh, I recently won a bet with my sister, and that went into my toy budget. It wasn't a large bet, but I was how totally many, right. Was, how long did it take you to drink the gallon of milk? <laughs> it was not that. It was uh, which animatronic on a mini golf course in Myrtle Beach said a phrase. Oh. And I know it because it says it every night in my nightmares. But she was like, no, it's the other one. I was like, okay, bet. And so she paid me 25 bucks for that. Woo! Oh. That's a deluxe. That's a deluxe right there, baby. Without tax. The other thing I do, which is just a, a feature of my toy account and why I kind of opened it in the first place, my toy money is with Discover. It's just a checking account, but it was a really weird thing. I don't know if they still do it, but it's a 1% cash back on everything I spend in that, which is not a lot, but it's more than just a normal checking account. What, who gives cash back on a debit account? Nobody. So at the end of the year, it's typically you know thirty to fifty dollars, and I get a thing with that. You know, it's not it's not a lot, but it's free money essentially. I love doing stuff like that. Thought process you just talked about, Christian, and, and what I just talked about with the the money from the bet, like just like equating if I do X, that is equivalent to a extra toy. You know, if I you know, save on X, Y, Z, you know, oh, that's, that's a, that's an extra leader if I can shop my cable bill, you know? So, so that's, you know, I, I don't know. 
doing things like that, equating things not just from the abstract concept of, of money, but to the more concrete concept of like, this is what that money would actually purchase me. I think that kind of helps me as well to, to put things in perspective. You can also go overboard. It's kind of a slippery slope. I think anyone can go overboard depending upon the type of person you are. I mean, I look at my basement right now. I look like a hoarder. So yes, maybe I have gone overboard. Yeah, That's I not what I mean. I have mild to moderate to major addictions to this stuff. I, Phil, I didn't mean that. I meant, I meant take the, uh, oh, if I do this, it equates to this many toys or this equates to a masterpiece. This equates to the whole masterpiece line. As far as like trying to re- make a return on your collecting knowledge and investment, if you will. I don't know. I, I also do that with like other things where like I'll have, you know, if, if there is like some annoying paperwork to do, but I'll get like, um, you know, a rebate from Menards. Uh, I just got to fill out that, that rebate paperwork. And it's like most people don't do that. It's annoying. But it's like, oh, if I fill out this rebate they'll send me a check for uh, 20 bucks. It's like, all right, there's two core class toys on sale. You know, it's like, okay. Or I was like, you know, Hey, back in the day, you know, how long would it have taken me to make that 20 bucks when I was, you know, working in high school? You know, that would have been a couple hours of work back then. So, you know, yeah. Spend five minutes to fill out that paperwork and drop that, that stuff in the mail. You spend 10 minutes on that. It's way better uh, hourly rate of income than, than most jobs. I do catch myself like sometimes thinking my about my, my rate. Uh, it feels like all of my stock market profits just go straight into toys. <laughs> profits in the market in this day and age. <laughs> oh, this economy. Funny, you're funny. Right. So Ron does mention in the chat that he sold a bunch of his older stuff, Combiner Wars, Titan Returns, Power of the Primes, and put that back into his collection too. So that's, I know all of us have sense. kind of sold uh, stuff at, you know, various places, eBay conventions, whatever, to uh, funnel that money back into the budget. And it's, it's kind of interesting for me how, like, this has become the, the norm for this hobby. Whereas if you had asked me 10 years ago if I would have be like, no, I'm going to keep these toys forever. Like, because that was what you did. Like, you didn't replace your G1 toys. You don't replace your your Beast Wars toys. You know, the, so the idea that this it's so common for us these days to just sell off the old stuff because we're replacing with something better is, you know, I think it's a good sign for the hobby that we're getting better toys. But it's also just, like, changed how we as collectors have to, you know, shift our thinking. I mean, unless you're like Nick or Peter, um, you know, where you're just going to hold on to it forever. Here. What's that? It, re- it sneaks up on you. It does. Yeah. Because well, I, I'm I'm of an age where it was, no, I'm going to hold on to these toys forever, ever, because they're amazing. And I just assume I'm going to do that for all my toys. And no, that's not necessarily the case. I don't, I don't sell my toys, like my actual collection. Yeah. It's always growing, which is why I had to cut it down so much. I thought you had uh, did sell some of your stuff, like animated, maybe. Or... Uh, yeah, that's. I have basically like been like, I don't like things that are finite. 
that are not going to continue on in perpetuity, I'm like, I don't need this anymore. You know, like I thought I started collecting animated because I was like, this will go on forever. Oops. I guess Prime will. The Prime is so good. It'll go on. That'll, this is the new train. This is Generation 3 or something, you know. Nope. It, and then ever since then, it's like everything's been so piecemeal, you know, except the movies. Movies have persisted as its own sort of micro-brand. But I thought it was a reboot. Nope. So this is Still really the same why... trying to trigger you. This is really, Paul, why you want them to have a reboot, isn't it? So that you can say, all right, cut it well, off. Done. Now I can dump all that stuff. It's done. No, from a financial standpoint, I don't want them to ever reboot it. You know, just that's true. That's... A large group of human beings on Earth's Transformers, and the other stuff is a joke. Right. And that's how there w- it will be divergent. You know, it'll be like GI Joe in the in the 80s when all the old dudes were like, "I don't want the who are these snake men? This is stupid. I like my dude running around in the forest with no shirt on and a knife that's 12 inches tall. You know, that's, that's yeah, that's GI Joe for a large group of people." And they reimagined it so well with in the '80s, and now they've lost. You know, they haven't rebranded it yet, and it's kind of dying because of that. Dang snake terrorists! They, they so tried I guess was, rebranding it didn't stick. Yeah. So, from a financial perspective, the longer the the movie, the cinematic universe as we know it, it persists, the longer those toys have a life longer it's going to keep going. And I think it might be going forever. Seven films deep, I feel like this is the aesthetic that like Bumblebee will probably always look like that in the movies. It's got to tank. It's got to die. It's got to be a real painful death spiral before they will will really jump out of that and try something new. Do I do anything else budgetary-wise? I don't think so. It's it's really about yeah. For me, it's know yourself, keep records, so track, or at least no, definitely track, absolutely track. Um, I keep separate money. That doesn't always work, but I'm trying. That's yeah. my strategy. Oh, and yeah, the the whole thing about if if I don't like it enough to pay full price, don't buy it on sale. Yeah. Well. And, and I don't know, I, I know myself, myself personally, like, there hasn't been a lot of stuff that's been produced in the last few years that I've been really unhappy with. I mean, I think that everything we've, like, there's certain things where you're, like, not, a, you know, certain figures you're not excited as other ones, but I don't nope. think that there's anything where I regret purchasing it. For me, it's those train bots, but as far as mainline goes, no. I mean, it might might be the Robosin trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to show that off, Paul. Like when you get that, can we do a live unboxing? Oh, I got it. I got it. You got it. All right. You see the disappointment in my face. Yes, I I heard. I I heard about the disappointment in your face. I mean, so what's it like? Just the light money on fire, Paul. It's not. It's not good. If it feels pretty freaking awful, I'll tell you that. Oh. 
I think Christian, your point about know thyself is probably the most, just the best piece of universal advice you can give here because you know, you've got a system and, and, and Christian, I'm sorry, Lucas, the system is similar to that. You know, I've got a different system, but I know a different system. Yeah. I've got a different system, but I kind of know myself and I, I, I've, I was doing this system prior to COVID and then COVID threw everything off and I like jumped on the pre-order bandwagon and, and I was like, no pre-orders are not my friends these days. Pre-orders are my friends for my tier A characters and tier A toys and other things I can be patient on. I think that's fair. Know yourself and know which system you can use. Yeah. I can't use Phil's system. Phil probably can't use my system. Doesn't mean either of them are invalid. We're different people. Have a system, I think, is probably another broad advice. Yeah, no, that's a really solid one. It, it, it's it's it seems so, you know, no brainer. But but some people just don't. They just go. They just go hog wild. I've, I've been there, and it's a fun fun thing to do. But then you're constantly running out of money. You're like, why don't I have any money? Oh, yeah. pile and of plastic, and you're panic selling on Facebook. Oh well, yeah, you know Charlie mentioned earlier uh, in the chat that uh, just get a second job for toys, and then. There you go. I did that for a while, actually. It didn't. It, I didn't go into it with that intention, but it kind of ended up that way. Uh, it was. It was weird. It worked. It was nice. Um, there was. I. I quit it because I valued my time more, but right. there's nothing wrong with that. Jose, quite a bit earlier in the chat, did bring up something that we haven't really touched upon, and that was budgets for going to a convention. And that mm. is this whole own separate beast. And I think that is really good advice to, um, you know, walk in there and say, hey, this is what this is what I'm going to spend. And, you know, unless I find like an absolute grail and no, don't go in there and say like, oh, gosh, uh, holiday prime. That's my grail. Like, no, it's not. Stop it. You just missed out and, and, and you want it. Um, but if you do find something like, oh, crap, this is this is a grail of mine. I've wanted this toy for you know, 15 years and, and here it is, it's good condition, good price. And, you know, you don't have to be a hundred percent slave to your budget, but no, you're going to have consequences to blowing your budget. Um, but, but yeah, having, having a budget for a convention is, is yeah, darn smart. Yeah. I would definitely say to set a budget for a convention, especially if it's, you know, if you're pretty new to the convention scene and haven't went before, um, it is very easy to spend money at a convention. So, I feel like very impressed with myself for going going to the last two TF cons, or maybe it was the one in Baltimore, or not Baltimore, the the first one in Washington, Reston, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy anything in the sales floor. I couldn't believe it. Like that's that's kind of insane to me to go to a convention. Clearly, my thought process has changed, or my reason for going has changed. That it's not just to go buy stuff, right. and that's a part of, I think, late stage transformerism. Like now, having people that you want to see that are more important than the toys, even though that's why what brought you together in the first place. And I bought very little this past year in Chicago. Yeah. I bought a really cool Cloud Rodimus this past year. Oof. Yeah. Got a great price on it too. Beautiful toy. That is a great toy. Yeah. Did you get yeah, it from Christian? 
Yeah, I got a horse. That is it? Sell mine. I kind of yeah. sniped. I sniped it from Lucas to a mild extent. Yeah. It's an awesome figure. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think we kind of were all in that uh, boat where we, I think, sold more. It's like when you start selling more stuff at conventions versus buying it. You know, something that was interesting when you talk about funneling it back in, I think Anna made up her entire spending budget last year at TFCon by selling stuff. I think she, I think she broke even or at least came very, very close. And we're not talking like for that weekend. Christian said no, no, her entire year. Like, year. Yeah. Yeah. But she thinks of it in, in more terms like that than we do. Well, that's the whole she, thing she that tracks closer than I do. That's one thing I didn't hear that I, now I'm realizing I, we're getting to the end here, but like, there's a point you get to where like, if you spend a few repeatedly spend a few thousand dollars a year on the stuff, you might want to get to the point where you're not spending any new money and that, <laughs> and then, so your, your budget is kind of circular or it's, it's, it's in the value of the collection. And then when you want something new, you can like sell something to then get something. There's, there's some people that operate that way. I don't think any of us do exclusively, but it's kind of nice. Cause then you don't, the budget kind of runs itself. Unless you decide to like yeah. add new money to it, like you know. like you said, it's it's no new money, it's cyclical. So yeah, you you've already no paid, you've already yeah you've already paid a certain budget, but like if it doesn't grow past that, you know, and that way your your collection actually raises in value, kind of over time, if that matters to you. I mean, I, ultimately, if you're spending this kind of money on this hobby, like you have to dabble in, you have to deal with this stuff. If you're going to do it, unless you give up and you're like, I don't like this. I spent too much money and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting out of here. And I don't get any joy from this. So I think that's kind of where if, if you're in it for, if you, if you think you're going to be into collecting these toys for like five to 10 years, I think that's kind of where you want to get. Kind of get a good, like whether it's based on space or something like get something where it doesn't expand beyond that and set those limits. And if you can keep rotating stuff out you'll never have to spend any money on transformers if you if you, it takes a lot of work and discipline but it can be done yeah i, I, I would say that is harder to do than what you're describing because while there is the occasional green lights that will shoot up in value and pay for a whole chunk of your toys for the year the majority of the stuff you're buying will immediately devalue as soon as you get it home and take it out of the package well okay i mean so which one's right? Anna selling all her toys to make up for last year, or people can't can't do this because to me it sounds like it's not incredibly it's somewhere hard. in between, realistically. Yeah. yeah. I just I just think You're that's very, it's a different way to do lucky it. Lucky in this fandom that our toys actually maintain their value. That's unusual, even if. Even if your, your your deluxes go from you know twenty five bucks when you bought them to eighteen bucks in a couple of months, that's still a fair amount of value. I mean, they like follow the inflation going. schedule. They do. Mean? It's very strange. Like prime prime deluxes that were maybe ten dollars back in the day, you'll sell just any old one, the same condition for like 30, 40, 40 bucks. 50. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I saw, I mean, our, our good pals Transformer Land put up some prime figures last week, and I was like, holy crap, is you know, Wheeljack's a $60 figure? Cliffjumper's an $80 figure? Not the first edition one, the, the second one. Like, when did that happen? It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's kind of neat. That's unusual. Depends where you were looking. It's true. Depends on where you're looking. Yeah, collectors, collector stuff is that way, but especially at that time, Prime was like four kids, not necessarily four collectors. That we're we're the we're unusual. We were unusual. We're less unusual these days. So it's just cool that our stuff maintains value. That's not usual. Like get, right. Lucas, you and I have both sold Marvel Legends. Were there was there any money in that? No. There. Try and so... try and sell Black Series. <laughs> Right. Nothing, Star, right. Star Star Wars is worth nothing. Um like Marvel Legends, like there's a handful of figures that are worth, you know, like say if it's a limited run and they hadn't reissued it yet, like it's worth money. Uh but outside of that it's not. But yeah, it's like Transformers is like the one that's like just completely different than everything else because like all, most of those figures maintain value. Like every figure, I would say, probably maintains more value than other lines. It, it's because they're not dolls. It's because they're. I think that's exactly right. It takes effort. You know, now I was thinking about this before we started the show. Like, I think Transformers must make Hasbro a lot more money than Marvel and Star Wars. Because why would they let have that many unique? Like the parts counts are crazy. Like I know they might they might sell more Marvel and Star Wars, but they're not making as much like profit because it's you know license fees and all that. But even though they're 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 you know a lot less pieces to make, each toy is unique. Well, and the the prices are the same. I mean, look at a Studio Series Deluxe versus a Black Series normal figure versus a Marvel Legends normal figure versus a GI Joe Classified series. The unlicensed stuff is way more parts, but they're all twenty five bucks. That's wild. Oh, so Ron That's says you can get your money back on exclusives with Star Wars Black Series. So I'm sure, I'm okay. sure there's probably and Cara Dune. There, there's some that I'm sure you could probably like make money back, but like for the most part, that means Star the situation Wars, has improved. It's it's still bad. Le- Marvel Legends is a little better. Little Are you also talking about like open figures, like? Played with loose, does that matter? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I like for us, it doesn't necessarily matter, which is kind of cool. I mean, it I matters like Star Wars a little they, bit, but it's not. They Star Wars, yeah, that's Star Wars. Kind you're selling like, loose figures, you got nothing. There's not, yeah, they're worth, they're worthless. But I will say, even package stuff, like I couldn't get rid of package stuff. It is just like light your money on fire kind of thing, as far as with. Uh, with that Star Wars stuff, like I just quit buying hey. Star Wars because I was like, "Is this just ridiculous?" Come on, Darth Ra- Darth Raven, whatever his name was, he was. And then they reissued him. Yep, still still worth money. Yeah, all right, cool. Okay, whatever. Like, he, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Black Series ain't no Robuston trailer. I'm sorry that there's a handful of like Star Wars figures that are actually worth money, but you know. I'm I'm gonna cut back on my Star Wars Black Series buying too. Oh, what's this? An alert for the new Mandalorian trailer. All right, there goes my second mortgage. Off Gideon. So, but yeah, no, like I, I do think, uh, as Ron said, you know, we don't have infinite space. 
and I know, you know, he's the same as I, that uh, I try to limit my collection to what I can display, um, you know, personally. What if you have an kind infinity closet? That's true. An interface. We'll see how that goes. I've been I'm okay sure. storing stuff because I've lived in apartments until now. So now it's like, I've got a, I've got a dedicated space. It's bigger. I'm getting new furniture. Can I display it all? What happens if I can't? Wind down in a couple months. I'm kind of in the same situation, Christian. I've sort of made a promise to myself and my family in a way just that I, we just moved houses. I'm going to put up a display and I'm going to get rid of stuff that doesn't fit in it because I, I don't want to be that guy. I just I don't want it to be hidden away in a closet somewhere anymore. Like, so we'll see. We'll see what makes the cut and what doesn't. I guess is the star screens will make the cut somehow, but everything else is probably gone. You and I should do a, a micro show on that this year. It's gonna take. It's gonna take me a year and a half. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna take a long. So like, just anyone listening that's like, oh, let's see how that plays out. Well, it's gonna be a while. So. <laughs> your collection is more vast than mine but we'll both get there yeah, trimming the fat is not quick or easy if you want decent money also I'm excited when, you're, when you have a bunch of grails oh yeah, yeah you have a bunch of grails I don't I mean I think I want to but like I've never seen it all together and I'm I'm very interested to see it all together and be like alright does it does all of this fit is all of this what I want it might scare you. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know if even Paul has seen all his stuff all together in the last 10 years. More than that. It's been in separate locations. Separate states, for that matter. I moved... I moved a, a large chunk of it once. And I had to do so much work. I had to, like, use a... I used Google SketchUp or something. It doesn't even exist anymore. It's a 3D modeling program to figure out how which which truck moving truck I had to get that I could fit everything in. It was the only way because all the bins were the same size, so I had to like make this room and and it worked. But that thing was full, and it wasn't the smallest truck. And then your business partner shows up with the wrong size trailer when you're going out to TFCon. Uh, that was well. I didn't use a 3D mod. Actually, no. The measurements were wrong. It was the outer size instead of the inner box size. Oh, so, okay. oh, um, a few inches here and there when you were like straight up to the walls, gonna gonna cause some issues. But uh, that that was that was fun. We made that work. But I guess something. that's a different kind of that's a different show. I mean, that's that's so much stuff. That's like literally a studio apartment. No space to walk around, just like that big of stuff, and that's too much. There's, there's no, that's, that's not a collection. That's a burden. So just, just like, not trying to make well, anyone I, feel bad. I do, I do wonder that though. You know, talking to, you know, Rick, Peter, Nick, and, and, and whatnot is, is, you know, at what point does it become a burden? I think it becomes. Yeah. I, Sorry, I'm just gonna. 
becomes a burden a lot sooner than you acknowledge and then it's a, and then once you do acknowledge it it doesn't mean you just instantly fix it you just figure out like how to live with it peter acknowledged it's become i mean i think for a while he's acknowledged it's become a burden but he finally decided to change uh in the last year nick has for a long time said it's a burden burden but still plows through and rick doesn't think it's a burden and chugs right along It really takes moving to, I think, bring it, bring the truth out for you. I think Rick mentioned something about that when he moved that, like, for some reason I thought he said that he had multiple moving trucks for his Transformers collection. You know, like, there was, like, there was more supposed space devoted to that than there was to all the rest of their stuff, I think. Yeah, Rick really needs a like a facility or something, you know, like a museum. Yeah. He's got that cap. He has that caliber of stuff, you know, and the, yeah. like the pedigree to do it. So I, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't. Maybe maybe he will someday. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So it, it sounds like we've uh, hit on a lot of topics tonight. So I don't know. Do we have any? Any other tips before we uh, head out? Well, I want to know the outcome of this. Where where are you headed, Lucas, with your budgeting? Oh, I mean, I, I already kind of, like, decided that uh, I was wanting to, you know, try to, try to set more of a budget. I think it's a little bit easier for me with Legacy and, like, with the new lines just because they're pulling a lot of the characters from different universes. And so I, I feel like I can kind of draw a line a little bit with it. It, it is hard, though. And, and the thing that's hard for me is, is like, a lot of those other characters, like, they do put a lot of love in them. And so then, like, you know, Phil will say, it's like, oh, I wasn't going to get Override, but Override's a really good toy, you know? Or, you know, those types of things. So that that's the thing that's kind of hard, uh, you know, for me. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know... One way I was kind of thinking about it a little bit myself, too, is, is um, you know, Christian, like, I think you had mentioned or, or whatever that uh, some of the next wave is shipping, right? And, like, I have the stuff from Amazon. Like, the, like yeah. there, was, there was stuff that was getting fulfilled from Amazon. And it was really kind of uh, interesting to me, like, in my, my own mind of, um, like, kind of looking at, like, what is the stuff that, oh man, like I kind of want to cancel from Pulse and try to get immediately from Amazon versus what's the stuff that it's like, well, if I don't get it for a bit, oh well, you know, kind of thing. So like, that's where I kind of was thinking about it. I was like, well, if like half the figures that I'm like, oh, whatever, I can, I can, you know, wait till whenever the heck. Like, do I really need that then? If I'm not excited for those figures coming in, is is that does that need to be a part of my collection? You, you just hit on one of my rules, so I would say no. Yeah. Until someone peer pressures you to get them anyway. Right, 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 right. So, but I I do think some of those because I I guarantee. The ones that I'm probably not excited about is probably the same ones that other people aren't excited as excited about. And so, to Phil's 
you know, thing. It's like if I end up having FOMO, then I, you know, probably can get them uh, on, on clearance at a later date. Like, you know, kind of wrapping back to what Ron said. Because, yeah, the Son of Cons are not the, the one, you know, those are the ones I'm trying to complete. Minnesaur, um, you know. I mean, I was super excited for Hotshot to arrive. And he's all right. You know who's not just all right? Minnesaur. I've been trying to get a new breakdown order. I didn't order them at Amazon. Got mine at Pulse. I haven't shipped them. I don't know why I got breakdown from Amazon versus Pulse. Um, But I'm glad I did because now I have them in. Yeah. Yeah. This is an awesome combiner. From my concluding thought, um, I think I'm fairly reachable, listeners. Uh, if you want to talk about this stuff with somebody, I'm open to talk about it. I, I don't want to go into specifics about how much I spend and how much I save and all that stuff. But if you want to know more, I will help you. Been doing this for a while. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's Christian. what I have to say about that. I'll do what I can. It's it can be tough. It can be tough to to budget. It can be tough to figure out what you've been spending all this time. I've been through that. Right. I will say along those lines, if you're having any sort of issues with your family about your spending, figure out how much you're spending now and rein that in before it gets to be overblown. This hobby takes money. It just does. It's about spending money. But if it's making it so that the rest of your life is difficult, maybe have have a second look. Yep. Um, I do want to mention book club this week is uh, is going to be Lost Light nineteen and twenty, I believe. I think is what I saw. So those are really cool books. So if you want to hop in, I, I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to uh, join book club this week. Cause those are a couple of my favorites. So what's that be... story at that point? What's that? What's the story at that point in the book? Well, you can join book club and discuss it. I think it's, uh, I think they're kind of getting to the end of the quest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Lost Light 25 is the very last one. Um, 20 ah, okay. is kind okay. of the, you know, kind of getting close to some of that pent-ultimate stuff. Like, some of the things are going down. Yep. With 20. Um, so, uh, that is on uh, the TF Talk Discord. Uh, that is, what, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central. Um, so, anyway... Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining me tonight, and thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, thanks to Zaldron and Ron and Catherine, and thanks to uh, Jose, thanks to um, Charles or Charlie. Um, yeah, thanks to Amazon that. for shipping my breakdown. There you go, <laughs> thanks, um, Bezos. All right, well, thanks, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.
This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. Ha, ha, ha.